Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. Bob's off today. And yeah, my Jets won. Does it really matter, though? It's almost like if a tree fell in the forest. Does it make a sound? If the Jets win a preseason game, does it really matter? Probably not. Uh, being a very suffering Jet fan for my entire natural life here, uh, someday they're going to win something significant again since Namath. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. But thankfully, I'm a Red Sox fan. Uh, I know as a Jet fan, I'm supposed to be a Met fan, but I'm not. Because when I was in eighth grade, I didn't care about rhyming. All right, So I decided to go to the Red Sox because I lived in Windsor. And that was the uh, dividing line between Red Sox and Yankees was up kind of in you know, a little north of Hartford. You're going to be a Red Sox fan. And they're playing pretty well. So I'm going to be here uh, till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. And I'll do my best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, a couple news items here that are kind of interesting. Do you guys go to the movies? <laughs> Nowadays, with our you know big TVs and the ability to stream and, and play you know 4K video on your um your TV, do you bother going to the movies? Well, I guess people still go. I still can't figure out how to go to the movies anymore because there's only like six seats in the theater, and if you don't get a ticket in time, you can't go and see the the movies. But there is a product called Movie Pass. It's a publicly traded company uh, called Movie Pass, where these guys decided that if you paid a monthly fee. Of around ten bucks a month, you could go see as many movies as you wanted. That sounds great, doesn't it? Especially if you go to the movies all the time, because I don't know about you, but a movie costs about ten bucks a ticket. So to pay ten bucks a month to go as many movies as you want, that seems like a great deal. Unlimited movies, right? That just sounds like a tremendous opportunity. It sounds like a stupid business model, and clearly it is, because Movie Pass has said, "Well, you know what? We're burning cash." They literally were burning cash at a rate of $45 million bucks a month, which is considerable, considering that they only reported $38 million in total revenue. So clearly, the, the economics of this deal wasn't really fully thought out. They thought that if they built a model where they gave unlimited stuff away and they had enough people buy it that then didn't go to the movie, right? that's how unlimited works. They're hoping you buy more. Then you actually use. Anything unlimited works that way. It works the same way in your cell phone. It works the same way. Any, anything you talk about unlimited, they're assuming you're, gonna, you're not going to get anywhere near the unlimited value. Okay. In this case, MoviePass, the dinglings that they were, were wrong. And they, they also hoped that if they became so big and powerful with so many subscribers, that they'd be able to go back to the theaters and say, hey, guys, we're, you know, we're... We're bringing all these these people to your theater. Give us a break on the movie ticket and the movie the, the movie houses who are losing their shirts anyways said no. 
So this model is not working so well for them. Uh, I'm just curious if you're a MoviePass uh, subscriber or customer, because now you have to pay $9.95 a month, and you'll be limited to just three movies. Still a deal. I think they're still going to lose money if you use all three movies. <laughs> so still they haven't done the math. Um, but it's the same thing with unlimited anything. I bring it up because my uh, data plan on my Google Project Fi, uh, I've got one one day left, and my whole cost for my data on my phone this month will be four whole bucks. Now, those of you driving around with an unlimited data plan of you know forty five dollars per phone, you have unlimited data. Well, you're paying eight plus times more than I am because they know you're not going to use that much data. If you do use as much data as they, they hope you use, they're actually going to throttle your unlimited plan anyways. So they're going to slow you down near the end of your month as you get near your massive amounts of unlimited usage, which rarely people use. So again, unlimited necessarily is not, is not necessarily a good deal for you. And if you could pay attention to how you use data, it's basically happening on your cell phone where the, the data is being streamed in the background while you're driving for all these silly apps you have. And you can tell the phone to stop doing it. And if you actually have a plan where you pay for your data, you would tell your phone to stop doing that. And before you know it, you'd be like me, paying only 4 bucks for your data. I pay 15 bucks for the phone for the service, which is you know unlimited voice and text. Nobody calls and nobody texts anymore. <laughs> well, they text too many times, but that doesn't cost anything. And 4 bucks for data. That's how, that's how you got to look at these things these days. Anything you see is unlimited. They're hoping you're not going not gonna to use anywhere near what they're offering. And some other news, um, you guys are looking at VPNs these days. A lot of people want to use VPNs to be quote-unquote private on the internet, where you actually connect to a VPN, and then you go surfing where you want to go, right? Thinking you're being secure, and nobody's watching you, and nobody knows where you're going. Well, Kaspersky, yes, that old Russian antivirus company, has their VPN tool. Um, basically... <laughs> What they were doing when you used the Kaspersky VPN to connect to your the website you were going to, they would use the DNS on your local machine. So you would go ahead and do your browser searches within the VPN, but it would use the local DNS on your computer, meaning there is still a record being kept via your IP address of where you were going and what you were searching. Now, this DNS flaw is obviously silly, right? Why would you, if you weren't keep everything private, why would you use local DNS to actually to actually describe where the customer's going if they were wanting to be private by going through a VPN? And uh, basically a bug bounty hunter found this error, told Kaspersky about it, and Kaspersky says, no, we're not going to give you any money for to reward you for this. Now, it, the guy should get something for finding this bug because anybody out there using Kaspersky VPN thinking they were surfing privately wasn't. And if you're using VPN, if you're using the Kaspersky antivirus, again, I tell you to stop doing it. It's Russian antivirus software. Um, it's uh, something finally our government has decided to stop using, and uh, we'd recommend the same thing because it's again, it's Russian antivirus software. What are you doing using a tool uh, that is manufactured in Russia to keep your system secure? Just seems like an oxymoron to me. But I'll put a link up here for you. If you're using the Kaspersky VPN, you may want to think twice there as well. Um, Again, silly to actually use local DNS to, to serve up the website through the VPN. They should be using the VPN on the other. They should be using the DNS on the other side of the VPN to serve up the website to you. That way, it would still be secure. But, but nope, they didn't do it. 
one other quick thing about the cloud. Um, this one is really kind of scary. AWS, um, Amazon Web Services, is a service where a lot of a lot of big companies use the cloud, the Amazon Web, the Amazon Cloud, to host their their uh, services. In this case, GoDaddy, a very large internet provider, uses Amazon Web Services, and unfortunately for them, a salesperson over at Amazon Web Services had kept a file on Amazon Web Services systems that was wide open describing GoDaddy's business secrets, um, what, they were, what they charge, how the infrastructure works, uh, how they configure up to 24,000 different um, companies' networks and sites. This is a huge, huge leak, uh, huge security breach, simply put up by a sales guy who didn't follow, quote-unquote, the proper procedures according to Amazon and Amazon Cloud Services. I don't know how many times I've told you guys about Amazon leaking all sorts of data because of people improperly configuring Amazon S3 buckets. Well, this is Amazon itself doing this. One fool at Amazon was able to leave all this information out for anybody to find for over a month. Now, imagine what that person could do with that data uh, and understanding how GoDaddy works intricately. They could, they could do all sorts of damage um, as far as uh, extortion, all sorts of things they could do because they know all the back-end secrets. I'll put the, the link up here for you. But if it takes only one silly sales fool to put this data up on the cloud to literally risk Amazon, um, GoDaddy's business, you got to think twice about putting your stuff out there. I mean, it's safe until it's not. And in this case, it really wasn't safe. So I'll put a link up here for you to read it, and it will definitely make your hair curl. And uh, think twice before you stick it up on the cloud, man. So we'll step up for a quick break. we got three lines open for you guys, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you're a MoviePass customer, just curious to, see, to find out from you how many times you went to the movies because you're killing MoviePass, man. They're losing their shirts on you. We'll be right back. And I am back. This is Computer Talk with Tam. I'm going to be here till 11 o'clock. I'm Eric, and uh, Bob is off today, having a well-deserved time off. Hopefully, he's enjoying the weather where he is. Um, so feel free to get online. We have one line up for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you're a MoviePass customer interested to know how many movies you went to a month, crushing the boys at MoviePass who thought for some reason allowing you to buy and get unlimited movies was the way to go. For only a small monthly fee, you can break us completely. Um, the only way Unlimited works is if you pay massively more than you should be for what you're getting, not too little. So, uh, well, again, this is basic economics, but clearly somebody over there didn't know what they're doing. Um, four lines are all jammed up, so let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Charles in Hartford first. Morning, Charles. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, I think I've been given some conflicting information about buying a computer. All right. Uh, I got I've got three different opinions. Oh yeah, depending on the geek you talk to. Some say get a tablet, others say laptop. All right, is this your first computer? Some say uh, basically yeah. Some say notebook. So okay, laptop and notebook are kind of synonymous. All okay. right, so that's the same thing as far as a laptop and a notebook. They're pretty much a synonymous uh, okay, des- description, but a tablet is completely different. 
But what should I be looking for when I go to purchase them? I, I, I'm not a gamer. Yeah. Uh, mostly I would be doing is uh, playing the games that come with the computer, maybe mm-hmm. uh, searching the Internet, email, mm-hmm. trying to dabble in um, Facebook. All right. A place to store my photos. Okay. The moment you said place to store your photos, it kind of ruled out tablet. So you do want to get a laptop okay. slash notebook. <laughs> now now it comes down to where you want to look for processing and performance. And uh, probably for you, Charles, you could probably spend around 500, 500 bucks or so. Um, if you can get an i5 processor in that price range, you'll do well. Yes. So look for an i5 processor. Look for four gigs of RAM minimum for what you're doing. It'll be Windows 10 Home. And then depending on you know, how portable you want to be and your eyes and how, how comfortable you are looking at, you know, a screen, um, that'll, that'll depend on the footprint of the, of the laptop. Is it going to be a 15 inch laptop that'll have a, a certain size footprint? Is it going to be a 17 inch that'll have a bigger footprint, but less, maybe less portable cause it'll be heavier. Um, but you really got to kind of go to like a big box store and take a look at them. Oh, okay. okay. I see. Um, I wouldn't do it online. Go ahead and look at a, a few of them. So you get a feel for it, but you're gonna look at a laptop because you want to store. If you want to store photos and stuff, a tablet's really not really gonna do a good job for you there. Yes. Okay. That's fine. So that's what you should do. And I would look at HP as a good um, option. That's the brand we like to recommend to our business clients. Oh, all right. That's fine. So, all right, Charles. Any other thoughts or questions? No, that's that's quite basically what I'm, what I'm looking for. All right. Well, good all luck. Right, Let us know how you much. do. You're welcome. All right, bye-bye. Charles is going shopping. Always fun. Let's go on to Ed in uh, Bristol. Hey, Ed. Good morning. Morning. What's Uh, up? My last phone was a Samsung 707. It was a flip phone with 3.5G. Wow. So 11 and a half years later. Wow. I pick up the S9 Plus. Ooh, that's a big jump. Holy cow, you're not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I like to have the phone ring say eight or ten times before the answering device picks up hmm. and i have no idea how to go with it all the advice seems to be eight nine ten years old on much older phones so you need to ring a lot because you just don't notice it's ringing well i sometimes can't get to it quickly enough it is a large phone so it's it's head down i don't have it in my pocket you know <laughs> that's true you can't carry it around it's like a it's like a tablet it's not a flipper <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got to figure out how to have your phone ring more. Uh, I don't know that top of my head. I'd have to look it up. And nobody's giving you any advice on that. Everything I look up is like 2011, 2012, you know, when the Galaxy phones just began. And yeah. I'm not sure if it's going to work with such a – I mean, it's it's very definitely a computer with a phone attached. Yeah. Oh, that's a monster. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, you can do a lot with it. Uh, okay, yeah, it depends on how you ask the question, really. Um, so you can, let me see here. You're looking basically how to extend the ring on your Android phone and you can, you can do that. Um, from what I'm seeing here, I've never done it myself. Yeah. The the phone is locked to the provider, so I can't do any of that kind of stuff. No, it's okay. The phone being locked to the provider is okay. Uh, but you should be able to, um, well, have you talked to the carrier? Have you talked, is it Verizon? Is it, what is it? They're uh, they're kind of having difficulties getting back to customers right now. <laughs> How come? 
ah, I'd rather not, uh, you know. That's fine. They're, um, they're nice people. I don't want to say anything. No, 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 no. Yeah. But in some cases, you can set the – there's a code that you can actually type in, I guess, and um, you can change the increments to have longer longer rings uh, or more rings. But it has it depends on the actual carrier, it looks like. I see. Um, which I guess it makes sense. Um, the, go ahead. The final carrier is Verizon. Yeah. I can do some looking here to see how to do that. And maybe if any other callers have ever done this, they might have an answer for you. Because you're kind of you're kind of controlled by the carrier, I guess. Can you hang on a little bit, Ed, through the break as I will do a little more research sure, to see you. if I can have the answer? All right. All right. We're going to keep uh, Ed on the line, see if I can find an answer to his question. And, of course, we'll get to your questions as well. We'll be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. One line open for you, 800-966-WTIC. 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about so far has been posted live over at the old-fashioned website at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you're on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems our news worthy and you like Tab on Facebook, it'll actually get into your news feed somehow, some magical way, some alg- algorithm that Zuckerberg has cooked up to say whether or not you deserve to see the news we are showing you. And then, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at Tab Computer Sys, if you use that tool as well. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. I shouldn't say we. It's just me. I'm going to be here till 11 o'clock helping you out with computer problems, questions, and concerns. We're on with Ed, who has this monstrous phone. You still there, Ed? Yes. The phone is just so big, he can't keep it in his pocket, and then the phone rings... And it's done. It's gone to voicemail. He missed the call because he's yeah, got to go run and pick up the phone. So in the research I've done, there are many carriers that allow you to make this change different ways. So some carriers like AT&T allow you to put in a code, and then you can go ahead and add a number after the code. You dial a number like star 61 or something like that, and then you add, you add the number, and that'll add a number of rings. In this case, though, Verizon doesn't let you do that. <laughs> you have to log into your Verizon account online and mess with the voicemail settings you can do that you, so if you have your Verizon account your my Verizon account quote unquote you'd log in and go to the voicemail settings and you should be able to adjust the ring how many rings you have ah. if you don't want to do it that way you have to call Verizon customer service which it sounded like you had already done but they haven't called you back oh I sent a message yeah you sent a message like a text message or a uh, email oh yeah call them if you really want this to get done, give them a ring. Or you can go to your local Verizon store, wherever you got the phone, and show it to them, and they should be able to call Verizon or make the change for you. They'll log into your account and help you with it, Ed. But you can make adju- make an adjustment so you get more rings before it goes to voicemail. But Thank it's- you. Thank you so very much. Oh, you're welcome. You guys, for so many years, have done uh, amazing stuff. Well, if this, is, if this makes you happy, we're happy to do it for you, sir. <laughs> More rings makes you happy, whatever I, works. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have acquaintances who uh, use your company as well, and they say the exact same thing. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate it. All right, talk, talk to you soon. One. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's yeah, nice to hear. Yeah, Tab's been around for 35 years, so uh, we're doing something right, especially in this state. It's not easy. Let's go on to... Uh, the person's name is DN. I've never. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, oh, Don. Oh, Matt. We only put. He missed a letter there, Don. Sorry about this. We're going to go to Bristol. Hey, Don. What's up? Hello. <laughs> hey, uh, I have a an HP All-in-One. All right. It's running uh, Windows 10. Mm-hmm. About five years old. 
Okay. And uh, about a month or so ago, I had a problem with, as I, you know, press the start button, it shut down. Mm-hmm. Then I press it again, it shut down. Hmm. Well, I was got into safe mode, mm-hmm. and I went back to a restore point. Yep. And that seemed to solve the problem. Nice. But now, for some reason, uh, it's intermittent. It could be out for five minutes, it'll shut down. Ooh. Or it could be out for three hours, and it'll shut down. Just randomly. Randomly. Generally, that's a heat issue. Oh. Generally. Um, all-in-ones are, we're not, we're not big fans of all-in-ones because everything's kind of built into that monitor. Mm-hmm. So they squeeze the CPU behind the screen. They've got the motherboard behind the screen, your hard drives there. Yeah. Um, and most likely you've, the little fan, the little fins on the side are, could be clogged up with dust. Yeah, I tried vacuuming those things. You did? Yeah. Well, it's still probably an issue because it's got a, to me it's a heat issue. So you could have vacuumed it out and it's, it's clean, but there might be a fan that's not spinning inside there. Okay. And you're overheating. That's usually where you have these random shutdowns. It's usually due to overheating. Okay. Um, or it could be a power supply issue. It is a physical problem. Um, five years old, you've, you know, if you get six years out of a computer, you've done really well. Yeah. I, know the, um, I know HP has some kind of diagnostic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I went to like the diagnostics, would that tell me if something was going wrong? Depends, maybe. Um, it may or may, the fan could be running when it checks, and then it stops running. Oh, okay. So your fan could be be a little sticky. So right now it's spinning, and that's why it works for three hours. And then sometimes it sticks, and and then it just shuts down because it overheats. Mm. Well, maybe I should try to take it apart and see if it's. Well, that's your call. Um, yeah. if, if the thing about these all-in-one cases is they're not that friendly to to work being worked on. You got to oh. find the right. You should go online. I bet you some guy on YouTube has done a video for you yeah. that will show you exactly how to do it. Yeah, um, I think I've tried that too. Yeah, watch the whole video though. Yeah. My biggest mistakes when I watch YouTube videos is I always I just watch it as you go, and there's always some little thing. Oh, by the way, before you do anything, do this first. Yeah. Make sure you watch the whole video. Because <laughs> I went into the you know the power settings and I you know, for the monitor and all that, and you know put the never never shut off or anything like that. So right, it, uh, it yeah. just shuts down and if it just it. if it just randomly does it, it's a it's a physical problem with the hardware. Okay, I'll look into that then. All right, Don, you get five years old, so. Technically, you should be able to get this through committee if you had to replace it. It makes no sense to pay anybody to repair it at that age. Right, right. All right. All right. It, it works fine, you know, otherwise. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're just driving your car and it just shuts down randomly, I think you'd, get, you'd replace it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't be in your middle of the great American novel and have it shut off on you. Okay. Thanks for your opinion. All right, Don. Very good. All right. Bye-bye. But, yeah, if you get five years out of a, a computer, you've done really well. And uh, you don't need to – you shouldn't pay anybody to, re- to repair, you know – a five-year-old computer. It's not going to serve you really well, unless it's really cheap. I mean, if it's going to be just a CPU fan. If he had a regular case that he could pop open and change a CPU fan or just change a case fan, anybody can really do that, for, and it's a 20 buck part. Um, but all-in-ones are a real pain to work on. Let's go to uh, Chuck and Durham next. Hey, Chuck. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, Good morning. Ha- Good morning. Uh, um, I normally use Chrome, okay. uh, but without my doing anything at least on purpose suddenly i have explorer opening up on the startup of my pc and i can't find a simple way to stop that from happening so explorer just pops up automatically when you turn on your machine right and uh you didn't ask it to do that is it a white (laughs) is it a white screen or is it is it trying to show you something no no it's a looks like real explorer you know 
so it, it but, actually works. Yeah, but is it a, is it a specific website popping up? No, 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 no. It's a clean screen. Gotcha. All right. Well, somehow in your startup, what are you running for oper- uh, for yeah. Windows 10? Somewhere in your startup, um, somehow Explorer got in the startup uh, selection. Get- you can just type in startup in the uh, little search menu. Yeah, in the left. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and that should get me to. Um, I I did that, and I didn't menu. see I didn't see where I would go then. You should be in the start menu um, when you when you get in there. It'll give you um, opportunities in there. Hang on, let me find another spot for you. Always changes. Uh, yeah, I, I expected to see some, some choice like that. Yeah, let me find a good one for Windows Ten. And it seemed like this happened after one of their many updates. Yeah, and there's a couple ways. If you want, you can go to uh, go to your task manager. Yep. And uh, there's a startup tab right in there. That's the easiest way to do it. So you know how to get the task manager. Yeah. To control or delete. Right in there, there's a tab. There's a tab, a startup tab, and you'll see within that tab the programs that are set to start up when you boot the computer. Okay. And check to see if Explorer is in there. Okay. Um, and then if it is, you can remove it. Um, you know, it'll list all sorts of things that happen during startup. But I'm, I'm you know, your antivirus should be there, uh, yep. general functions. But I got a feeling Explorer's in there. You should be able to just remove it, um, or you've got some sort of malware that's yeah, trying. I, I, yeah, I was thinking that I'm, I, I have malware bytes, and uh, uh, I run Norton as well, so I'll run them both. Yeah, run both just to see, because that's an odd thing to have just pop up. The fact that it's blank is good. Uh, nothing. Hopefully, nothing's happening in the background. But check yeah. check your startup and see if Explorer is there, and you should be able to remove it or disable okay, it. Okay, great. I, I have a second question. Sure. Which I didn't um, give to your screener. Okay. Um, I'm also a user of Google Earth Pro. All right. And they um, they forced me to update from Google Earth to Google Earth Pro. Uh huh. And my video card doesn't support. Google Earth Pro. Oh I've no! Got a, I got about five-year-old PC mm-hmm. that's a mongrel. Yeah. Um, and I have just a motherboard, so I don't have a video card. Do you have a suggestion for one? Well, uh, I'm right now. I'm, I'm taking a look to see what is required. Um, you need five twelve megs of RAM, of hard. Uh, five, sorry, five twelve megs of free disk space. You need five hundred megs, a five hundred meg graphics card, so half a gig graphic card. Direct X nine. And it has to be 3D capable. So you probably could find a card that will do that almost anywhere. Um, the issue is, though, you have to check to see what kind of slots are available on your motherboard to receive the card. So if it's an older mongrel motherboard, like you're saying, you need to make sure you have either PCI, PCI-E, um, or PCI. There's PCX slots. So you got to find the right card. You have to find a, the right free slot and then buy the card that will fit into it along with having the right requirements. But most video cards, if you buy a separate video card almost anywhere, will have those requirements, and, uh, and it should work fine for you. All right. But you got to check the slots on your motherboard. So do you know what motherboard you have? I do. Oh, good. Yeah, I can. Uh, I have the specs okay. from when the PC was built. So see which one's open, and then make sure you buy a card that'll that'll fit that slot. Okay. So I can actually type in something in Google about my motherboard, and it'll tell me what type of slot I have. 
Uh, you might be able to find the manual itself if you have the manual. I be- don't have a manual, but I have, I have a. There was a, a sales brochure on front of the machine that I oh. stole when I bought it, and <laughs> <laughs> so it tells you how many slots and what kind of slots they are. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then you have to see what's open. You have to open the case, see what's open, and yeah. then find a video card that'll fit that slot. Okay. Uh, but most, if you spend about a hundred bucks on a video card. You're back in business now. Be careful. Don't spend too much money on it. If the machine is old, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. If the machine's older and you're 100 bucks in, you could replace it. You know, get a new machine, last you another six or seven years, um, and you'll be Google Pro ver- viewing for a long time <laughs> until they change something else on you. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, Chuck. Have a uh, have a good day by yourself there. And I <laughs> appreciate you you're doing it. I'll do like. my I'll do my best. Thanks, Chuck. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. we got Tom and Al and two lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I'll be right back. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. I'm going to be here till 11 o'clock. Four lines are all jammed up. I thank you for that. Having me talk about my kids all by myself would definitely be weird radio, so I appreciate you being online and... Uh, being here today for me on this rainy Saturday morning. Let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Tom in East Long Meadow. Hey, Tom. Oh, good morning. How are you doing? Good, good, sir. How are you? Not bad. Is is it is it as strange uh, for you as it is for me to not have Bob there? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure how strange it is for you. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you, you, you know, you, you, it's the same thing every week. You, know, you get used to something, and I then know. it's taken away. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's got a day <laughs> off. He needs to have some fun. It is yeah, harder, though, because to try to answer the question and listen to the question at the same time yeah. is a little, little more uh, daunting. So what's yeah, up well, with the you? The gutters are all clean, so I'm waiting for the rain, and yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, everything's done. Good. Yeah, uh, uh, cell phone talk. Yeah. Um, Verizon, um, the, the, the landline that I had, mm-hmm. uh, it was just going to be too expensive. I wasn't eligible for something to get a discount. Yeah. So I uh, said, okay, well. We'll port the number over to a cell phone. All right. And we have T-Mobile, and okay. it's super easy to do. Yeah. Bought a new phone, an LG Stylo 4. It's a brand-new phone, gorgeous phone. Has nice. band 71 in it, so we're all set for uh, next year sometime. All right. When that, uh, when that comes online. Yeah, 5G. But um, mm-hmm. one, of the, uh, one of the things that we've done, and my son is driving all this stuff. You know, he's, he's 22. He's, he's uh, in, into it more than anybody I know. All right. Uh, you know, can could do anything cell phone yeah <laughs> so um also we have a uh, charter for internet 65 bucks a month yeah so what we've done uh on uh, with t-mobile you can get uh, uh something called international plus it's 25 dollars extra mm-hmm. and you get 50 gigs on your hot, hot spot 50 all gigs we have okay 50 gigs all we have is uh swing tv yeah, and I use the desktop, so that would require uh, internet coming in. Yeah, and now this is this is the first month we're doing it. So, uh, what he's doing, my what my son's doing, is really running it up to see if we're going to get uh, any deep prioritization. Right. Um, when you say fifty them, gigs, we have not yet. You mean fifty megs, right? No, fifty gigs on the hotspot. Okay, so you can download fifty gigs of data a month. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, fifty gigs of data, and oh, and speeds we're getting. Um, Probably anywhere from twenty on the lowest to forty, forty-five. Okay. So, and that's plenty enough to run Sling and the desktop. All right. So I'm going to tell um, you probably what's going to happen. Fifty gigs is not a lot 
I know it sounds like a lot, but it's not. Um, when you are streaming anything, it's it's you're moving a lot of data. So uh, I don't know if I, if you've heard the show before, but I've been getting warnings from Cox. When my kids come back from from school and they're back all all at home and they're all they're binge watching Chuck all day, um, they'll yeah. consume a terabyte in a month. So 50 gigs is less than half of a tenth of the terabyte. So you're not going to yeah, do a yeah, lot. You know, uh, you, I mean, all we're, all we're going to use it for is Sling and the desktop. And yep. the, the first uh, week or so, a little bit more than a week, that just my wife and I were here watching Sling using yeah. the desktop, yeah. we're using about somewhere between two and three um, gigs a day. Yeah. Which, yeah, sure. That would that would get up into the sixty, seventy gig a month. That's why they're but, selling but you fifty. Again, we, we're we're well over that now. We're up into the seventy, maybe more, and haven't been deprioritized yet. So, but not deprioritized. I'm not worried about that, Tom. Aren't you worried about pay, paying for anything over the fifty gigs? I'm sure there's a cost per gig. Oh no, no. It's uh, it's uh, that's the the fifty gigs is what you get that you're not going to be deprioritized. Now, you can use more than that. But after that, you know, during uh, heavy times, heavy usage times, yeah. they can throttle back, but ah. they haven't yet. So, uh, you know, it's uh, that's it, interesting. It's, it's the wave of the future. I mean, nobody's going to have a cable coming in their house in the next, you know, five years. Right. It'll either be well, it'll either be a fiber line, which is going to be amazing, um, or it'll be wireless, like you're saying, five G. Um, so I agree with you. Those are the two sol- solutions. We're all anxious to get rid of cable. All of us are. Uh, they've been yeah. we've charged us way too much over so so long so i hear you on that i just yeah. worry that you're going to get hit with overages on, on, they split their own throats on you know charging people so much yes it's a car payment and, to watch you know, tv our our net is going to be probably a savings of around twenty dollars a month you know twenty twenty dollars for the line for, yeah. for the extra cell phone line yeah and then twenty five dollars for this international plus which includes that 50 gigs so you know we're that uh, compared to the $65 of the internet coming in. Yeah. Well, if you can manage, Tom, if you can manage a 50 gigs, which is quite small as far as, that's really the key here. When I've always talked about bandwidth, it's really not, that's not the issue of how big your pipe is. It's it's really how much data you can use. And if you are going to be good with 50 gigs and they're not going to charge you overage beyond the 50, which I suspect they will, but if they don't, you win. And as long as it's not throttled too much, you're gonna and you can keep it yeah, below that. Get really crazy with it. I could I could turn the uh, sling down to 480p instead of 720. Yeah, and, and you know save me more there. But I, I'll keep you up to date. I'll, I'll give you a call back in two or three months and let yeah. you know how it happened. I love it. Thank you very much for doing that. Is it a long term contract? Right, care, uh, excuse. Oh Is, yeah. Oh yeah. We've been with T-Mobile for two and a half years now. Uh, you know, switch over from Verizon and yeah. never look back. All right. Well, good luck. Let me know, Tom. All right, take care now. You too. So that's interesting. That's the thing about these services, and they're finally starting to stratify a bit. Getting unlimited anything is kind of useless. You need to get the right size pipe, and that right size might be 50 megabits for the average, 50 to 60 megabits for the average home if they're going to stream Chuck all day. But it's really how much data can you consume. Um, That's the key there. And how they charge for those bits and bytes is the key because that's really where the rubber hits the road. And what's going to happen is um, the services, especially cable, as we all start cutting the cable, are going to be anxious to charge you per megabit. So we're going to step out for a quick break. Joe, Larry, and Al, hang on. This is Computer Talk. One line open for you. We'll be right back. 
You're never going to get as much sleep as you want. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.